Hi, this is Pamela Adlon, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to the Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're here in your ear, tempting fate wherever you are. Questions put to songs randomly, with help from our friends. Synchronicity, and now it's time for the Radio 8 Ball Show. And welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host. Andras Jones here in the studio with singer-songwriter Eleni Mandel. Hi. Providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations and basically doing my job and curating the show and inviting some very, very cool, soulful, interesting people to come in and ask questions. And now we have another one of Eleni's friends, Leslie Stevens. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. And you are a singer-songwriter in your own right? I am. And you're, you've, you've seemed so tentative. <laughs> I, it's true. It's true. In my own right, is the part that I'm like, uh. <laughs> you don't think, what? It, you you're, in, you're a songwriter manager, and someone else's? I'm manager if I'm in, in your own my right. own right or who's right. No, Who? I don't even think it's that kind of right, is it? Uh, well, are, are, you under, are, are you under somebody's, like, is there some Svengali who's pulling all the strings? <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 not at all. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. You're just riffing. It's you're it's here in the you're here, here in I'm the a, comfy comedy confines of Starburns industry, and it's bringing out the riffer in you. That's right. I get it. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Bellini's. Yeah. So how do you nice. how do you how do you two know each other? I think I've just been a long time admirer of hers and. Um, someone who I was working with worked at Interscope Records and that's when I first oh, really? knew of you and your work yeah well, and I saw you having lunch one day really mm-hmm. <laughs> well I remember meeting 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 you at McCabe's the Living oh, Sisters nice. played a show with you and then just definitely like similarly um, in each other's orbit like known a lot of the same people and then, coincidentally, synchronistically, we bumped into each other at the Echo, and we were just sort of like catching up. We were playing on a Beach Boys tribute, tribute for Pet Sounds. Yeah. Which uh, which songs did you do? I can't remember the name. Mine was so weak, but she is in this harmony group, and they just killed. Which song did you, you just do? Killed your song it was so good. I'm still believing. Okay. Um, you still believe in me? Yeah. And you don't remember which one you did, Elaine? I don't. I, the funny me. thing is I was not, I always want I always say yes if someone asks me to do something because I want to be asked and I, I want to do it. And then it gets nearer to it. I'm like, oh my God, I have to do work for this. Ugh. And then it, and those songs aren't easy. No, they're not. And, um. So I was kind of like grumbling about doing it, and I went there and talked to Leslie, and and she was telling me about how she'd been teaching songwriting at LA College of Music in Pasadena, 
and it, I had become more and more desperate to make some more regular money because music just wasn't paying what it had paid in the past. And I had, I have two kids now, so I gotta say, for all the people listening out there, like touring with Nick Lowe, meeting at Interscope, hanging out at Capitol Records, and uh, still, yeah. and this should be encouraging to you out there who are yeah. all of you artists. We are all. We, st- we all got to, you know, work the day job yeah, at some point, hard. so nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and I hadn't had a day job in probably 15 years. Since so the Highland Grounds? S- uh, since Millie's. Oh, I got it. Okay. And, um, yeah, so it was kind of not not fun, and she mentioned that. I'm like, oh, gosh, I want to do that. And really, because of her, I I do work there now. I've worked there for about a year. Wow. Teaching youngsters and, and actually, and learning from them <laughs> because stealing their songs, stealing no, their right. <laughs> I know, but I did hear about another teacher there who stole a student song. Oh, you're kidding! No, I have to tell you about it later. But, but That's it's interesting. Record. I had never, ever heard about a pre-chorus in my entire life. I've never written a pre-chorus. Never knew there was such a th- thing called a pre-chorus. And I got to the school, and they were like, "Well, that's the pre-chorus." I'm like, "What?" It's a pre-chorus. <laughs> That's so funny. It's a real pop music thing, right? I'm not a, I'm not really a pop musician, but um, but yeah, it's pretty interesting. So thanks to Leslie, I became gainfully employed or gainfully part-time employed and loved dearly and loved tremendously. Those, <laughs> I mean, I I see some of those students around and they were talking about how much they love your class. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. It's, it's pretty. It's funny because I never took a songwriting class. You probably didn't either. So it's sort of a funny thing to teach. But I don't. I'm not really teaching it. I'm just sort of guiding them and getting them to jump through hoops to practice and they're learning on their own. Don't you think? Learn from their own inner talents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I I have to say I, I'm glad you said that because I have such. Mixed. I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of friends who teach songwriting, mm-hmm. and I have such mixed feelings about it because I feel like, first of all, if I was in a songwriting class. I don't like. I never took a songwriting class, and I think I would like everything in me that wants to be a songwriter. I feel like I would be so. I would be sitting there furious. I don't know why. Something about just my art is just like. Like yeah, it's your so, art polluted and, by rules and other or... people's opinions, and like <laughs> you know, like I don't like. Don't tell me what a pre-chorus is or whatever. Yeah. And but then I also think about, I'm, there's a part of me that's envious. It's like oh, I, I, I write songs. I'd love to sit around with. I love sitting around and hang. Obviously, I love hanging out with songwriters yeah. and being in the world of creation of it. And then at the but at the same time, and so I wonder. Then I put myself in in the headspace of like, what would it be like to teach song to teach something that you can't teach? Yeah. And exactly what you said is that you just sort of have to give people. The encourage, like, teach them three chords and say, go, you know, say, try, play with it and come back and uh, and let's jam, kind of. I, I gave a final yesterday. <laughs> and I, w- one thing that I really like about it, it is it is creative to come up for me, like, the way, with that, idea, I, yeah. the way that I go about it. So I had a stack of verbs, adjectives, mood, tempo, and they had to pick from each pile. And I'm like, all right, you've got 45 minutes. I want three verses and a bridge. And you can choose chorus or tagline. Um, and what they can do with the limited amount of time is amazing. So I'm not saying, oh, you can't say that, 
or you shouldn't go to that chord. I mean, I don't know enough right. to know. I just say, that one rubs me a little bit the wrong way. I wouldn't do that, but if you love it, keep it. And, um, you know, and then they're just sort of exercising that muscle. That's good. That's good teaching. That is good teaching. I'm, I'm more of a guide. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> or uh, not. I'm more of just a, I hold up the hoops and say, now jump through this hoop. Do you ever do you have student do you have any students who come in with like a chip on their shoulder or like No, they've been really really sweet. Don't you think? And yeah. some really talented. They're really grateful. Too. Yeah. They're good people over there. Really talented. Mm-hmm. One of one of the students I was like I might need a guitar player soon. I don't think we're allowed to hire them while we work there or uh, while yeah. they're students. Yeah, but, but you keep an eye out. Breach of professionalism. Yeah, yeah. But but as soon as he graduates, but, yeah. A friend of mine who teaches there um, had a couple students like make a video with her after they graduated, and so it was really cool. I mean, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. No, they're really. I think all the students I've met there are just really very talented and really good good people. Matt, if you know anyone who'd be a good guest on Radio Eight, but I'm always looking. <laughs> yeah. Well, we used to do a radio, an R8B Kids version of the show, where once a month when we were doing it on this show, this station in Seattle, we do. We had a local band from Seattle called Recess Monkey, and they were all te- fifth grade teachers. And so, and they're great. They're really funny, really smart songwriters. And they would have kids from their classes call in or come in and ask questions. And fifth grade is just like oh, that's cool. sort of like the perfect oh, yeah, that's good. age. Like that. They're like smart enough to be able to follow. Like they're you know they're on it enough to be able to follow yeah. along, but their questions are like yeah, it's like your heart just explode. Like yeah, just heart exploding kind of show. How old are the kids you're working with? Eighteen. And, oh, yeah, so like 20. oh, so they're like it's still young. They're, they're fully formed. Adults. Yeah, they're ready to yeah. explode onto the scene. 18, 20, that's, you know, that's that's around the age when we probably met each other. Yeah. It's, really? it's um, no, I was older because <laughs> I was graduated college. Oh. I was 21. Okay. Know. Yeah. Well, 20. Okay. 18 to 20, 21. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't envy them because to, to have to figure, navigate the music business as it is today. I mean, it was hard for me. Yeah. You know, because I didn't get the big record deal I wanted. But now I don't know. Like, how do you build a following? You just have invisible friends on Instagram. I, you know, it seems so hard. Yeah. What do you think, Les? Yeah, it's, it does seem really challenging to me, and I'm always surprised by what um, can succeed. And like, I've seen um, songwriters just like blow up really quickly over like the course of a year, and I don't know. A different world, maybe. Yeah. Have you seen students that you've worked with, like, go on to have careers? Um, not yet. I haven't been doing it that long. It'll happen. So. Yeah. It'll happen. There'll be some. I look forward to that. Yeah. Some future. God, there's some. I mean, so talented. Thank you. You're definitely going to have a career. Yeah. Just decide what you want to wear, <laughs> you know, because you're going to be there. <laughs> So, uh, well, let's get to your question, Leslie. What, what do you, what, uh, what have you got for us? Well, uh, I have a sort of a confession that um, recently I've been um, on kind of a self improvement kick. 
Great. I like how you you're looking so sheepish about that. Like ew. I'm getting healthy. <laughs> well, I uh, so my question kind of was related to some of us like thinking about like the other people in our lives that we care about. And so my question was um, how can we how can we be more to the people that are important in our lives? How can we be more? How can we be better or more or how can we understand the people in our lives? Okay. Be, how can we be more understanding of the people in our lives? And what, I'm just going uh, yes. to... Is that to, too nebulous? No, no, it's, that's fine. <laughs> but I, I am going to I'm gonna ask to, to sort of personalize it with you. Yeah. Is there a particular situation that... Not that you have to give names or anything, but in general, is there a specific situation that you're thinking about? Like, is it a f- familial thing? Is it like people just who you, like, who you meet on the street? Is it... Uh, I guess, yeah, people that we're close to is what I was thinking of. People, whether it's family or lovers or friends or even children or nieces or nephews, like what? And when you say be more to them, be like be more present with them or be more kind to them? I guess like that's sort of what I'm driving at. Like what is it that will, what will allow us to be... To be closer. What will allow us to be available to the people in our lives? Okay. In in like how how can we offer more? That's yeah. How can we offer more to people in our lives? Sorry, we're just. All right, we just do it. it. Yeah. Sorry. We have the, the next callers trying to, to reach us. Yeah. Pause. Hello. Ron. It's all so good. So I, I Ron, do a lot hello? of cutting, so I'll make, I'll make it Hi, sound great. Hi, Ron. Hi. Okay, I'll call you back. Oh no. We'll be ready in like fifteen. Bye. He accidentally called me. Phew. Okay. He's our next guest. Okay. Who is it? Ron Lynch. He's a comedian writer. He's great. Cool. Louis C.K. wouldn't have a career without him. Really? That's what it says online, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, So, (laughs) well, there's some people out there. I think Ron is a (laughs) I think Ron's a totally stand-up, keep-your-pants-on guy. I mean... (laughs) story is so crazy. My friend told me that story about Lucy K because those two comedian women were friends with Whoa. They were friends. So you knew it so in So I advance. knew the story. Yeah. And she really, she said, I don't know if it's true, but they swear that this happened to them. And anyway, it was funny when it later came out. When it comes out. So uh, going back, let's, uh, let's come back to the question. So the question is, how, and uh, if, you, if you don't mind, because we'll we'll all project ourselves into it. Right. Just it's, it's for you. How can you? And obviously, I'm going to listen to it from my standpoint. You're going to listen. How can but you? How can I, Leslie? How can I be more? What? What is it that you're trying to reach? I out think for? the question is, how can you offer more to the people in your life? Okay. That you care about. Okay. It's good. We'll dig is in. Is that concise enough? It's it is, and the and the song will. Okay. I dig it. We'll turn it. We'll zig and zag around it, and we'll find ourselves in a whole new I place. Because I have a backup question, you know. <laughs> That's well, good. now I want to know what the ba- how do how do cryptocurrencies function <laughs> in the nebulous space of no? Okay, wait. Bitcoin. Why? That's <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> let's stick with the first one. I think. <laughs> well, now they're both out there, so they're going to inform each okay. other. So you said you do a lot of editing. Yeah, so, but I, I love this. So we have the one is how can we be more for the people in our lives? 
And the other is, what, how does, what is the deal with cryptocurrency and how does it work? <laughs> Slash Bitcoin. Why? Okay. I don't really want to ask that. I don't really want to know. Okay. I can. Okay. Okay. Then we will. I'm sure there's a podcast out there for you and we'll find it. In fact, if you, are, if you host that podcast and you're listening, please post it in the show notes and we'll make sure that Leslie gets it. So the question is, how Thanks. can we be more present and more there for people in our lives? Basically. I'm, what, how did you phrase it? How can we offer... What can we do <laughs> to be more... To be more for the people our lives that we're here about? Yeah. yeah. How can what we, can we do to be more for the people in our lives? Yeah, to be more available, more... I don't even know what more... I think more we can is, all feel but... it. I think everyone who's listening is like, Andras, just let her off the hook. We get what <laughs> she's saying. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, so now, Eleni, will you play me some anything and I'll okay. make up a little ditty over it. Okay. Take a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. And what is it? Song number? Numero cuatro. Hmm. Song number four, which is... I think it just spun the wheel, though. No. Well, when we get down to three, you're just going to, you know, it's it's going to land on the same songs we've already had. So song number four is... Oh, you're going to like this. Good to you. Ooh. So weird. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be good. Sparkle like 
That song was Good to You from Eleni Mandel, the answer to Leslie Stevens. How can we be more for the people in our lives? That's a pretty good answer. <laughs> so, Eleni, uh, <laughs> what do you think about that? I mean, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. Well, I, I had kids by myself. I used donor. Um, I know TMI, but... No, um, good information. So I'm a single mom by choice. And after I had my kids, I sort of was like, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't care about marriage. Whereas before I had my kids, I felt like, how come everyone else has it but me? How do I get it? Where is it? Who is he? And then after I had my kids, that like desperate desire for this fairy tale kind of relationship, it just went away. It was the most remarkable thing. And I felt so peaceful and so self-accepting, and it was so, such a relief. Um, so I really was just like, eh, maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know, and that's okay. And then I fell in love. And that's what the song. That's where the <laughs> and song. That's where the song came from. That sort of beginning, like, oh, all the good ways I want to have this with you. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't want it to sound too happy, so I had to be in a minor key. <laughs> well, it keeps it smooth and real. Yeah. And strong. And it makes it, yeah, it makes it sound stronger. Like, it's a, it's more like, it's more like a pledge than a plea. Yeah. I guess. Uh, so, Leslie, like, yeah. what, do you, what do you think about that as the answer to your question? Well, I think that it's, brings me back to the question in that it's the desire to be good for others that is part of it's the self-awareness that allows you to be good for others it's the and i don't know almost like the song was like a echo of the question in some way yeah a lot you know the the theme of this the show our motto is questions answered answers questioned so it's like uh, <laughs> we don't really answer questions. It's, it is like looking in a mirror. It did yeah. the answer. The song is a reflection that allows us to then explore what where 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 we're at when we're asking the question, yeah. which is why I always try and personalize it for the person asking the question and, and personalize it for myself. Like when I think, like what I get out of that that song. There's all these, especially once you tell the story. There's all these synchronicities. It reminds me of what the question that I. I had wanted to ask. I totally forgot. It went out of my head because I had so many things going on before the show. But I was thinking about having you and Dino on the show, uh, Eleni, Mm -hmm. and thinking how both of you are people I knew when I was young, and you're both people who are parents, and I'm not. And I sometimes... And I was taught, I was hanging out. We were, we both were at Canners yesterday, and Morty was there, and he is so in love with being a father. And the way he talks about being a father was like... It's so rich. And I don't know. I mean, it's not, it hasn't been, obviously it hasn't been a goal in my life. Uh, it hasn't been something I've necessarily avoided. I mean, I've, you know, 
responsible use of birth control and whatnot. But I haven't like, <laughs> but uh, but I wonder about my like. I am so devoted to this Radio Eight Ball thing. I put my life into, it. and in all my creative endeavors, I'm able. You know, you may you know, people who have kids might look at it and be like jealous. Like I can just give everything, everything to my art, and I. Actually, the question that I was thinking when I came in was like, but why? Like, I have no, I literally have no investment in the future. Mm. I have, you know, I have hope for the future. I, you know, I don't, I mourn the things that we may lose, but I don't have that visceral connection, hopeful belief in the future that you see in, like, if you live with a a child who you're connected to. And... So for me, when I think about this, like this song, like I'd like that you put it in a minor key because there is this sense that I feel like I am, like I am definitely have the sense of being in service. I want to be good to the audience, to the people who are inspired by synchronicity, to the, the artists who are on the show, to the people who are asking the question, to the people who relate to this. Um, and when I think of your question, that sense of wanting to be good for someone else, there is something in my life because it's a nebulous thing. It's not like some child who needs dinner. That's very specific. But I have this sense of like this format and this thing is really, really important. And I've felt this for a long time and I don't necessarily know why. And sometimes I feel really, you know, small and pathetic in in that, like just like Gollum sort of tending the branches. Right. And so when and you your ask, desire to be good to your audience and to yeah, your, or to be good for to, the world to your yeah, like, I want to be a good. Like, your, I want to serve something. We yeah. all want to serve something. And when you have, like, and I, I, I have this, both a sense of like, respect, and love for my friends who are parents, and also a sense of like, I guess that's not my path. And so all of that energy that I see them putting into these lives, I'm going to put into this other thing, and. When I think about that in terms of this song, that sense of like, I want to be all this stuff. And then this mournful in when I'm listening to a song, I'm hearing myself alone saying this mm. to to a, a nebulous something that I may never see. Maybe like you were talking about, about the kids who are going into the entertainment now. And it's just like invisible face, invisible avatars on a phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, for yeah. me, it was really poignant because part of what is so emotional for me about Chuck, the earlier guest, is that I don't see him often. And he was such a crucial person in my life. I would not be here today without him. Like he was hard on me. He always said you have to, you know, you have to toughen up. You have to have a thick skin to do this. And he also encouraged me in, you know, in very literal ways and also in very quiet ways. And and so, like, that question, how can we be there for somebody or be present for someone, I'm just like, oh, you know, like, before it's too late, I want to be able to be there for him and other people in my life, too. And it, when you have kids, it can feel overwhelming because you don't feel like there's enough, there aren't enough hours in the day to be there for everybody. Yes. And I... and. I definitely relate to that feeling that, you know, there are so many people that you feel like you're letting down when you're overwhelmed with other things in your life and you... Survival. Yeah, that, like, 
that's confession about like self improvement yeah. and introspection. <laughs> it's it's embarrassing, I think, because there's the assumption that it should always be there, but it takes like yeah, but it can't be because just we're just all going through so much all the time. What is? Um, do, do you mind me asking? What is the like? What is the form that you're self like? What are you doing? What is there a practice that you are learning about, or is there what? What is it that you're doing for self improvement? I'm just trying to. Uh, or what is it that inspires you about that? Be more self aware with others, and um, I have like some um, books that I really like that are like helping me. Yeah, along like which ones? Which, I'm like I'm horribly I'm, depressing I'm titles total... like "When Things Fall Apart" by yeah. Pema Chandra. She's a Buddhist American Buddhist monk. I've American spent a lot of time monk. reading these I kind of she's books. American. And, yeah, so. So Maybe she's Canadian. It's called When Things Fall Apart? Yes, yeah, When Things Fall Apart. It's a great one to like hold up over your face while crying at the airport. You know? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> and and some other books too that just like, you know, encourage you to be be available and I um yeah, just trying to argue less, you know. <laughs> trying to argue less. <laughs> Are you a, a, without saying too much about my personal life that no one cares about? Really, oh, it's like you no, know, no. you know. Like, once once you step into the realm of the oracle, it's not like we're just things for other people to project their thing. Like the more intimate the detail, not that you have to share, but the more intimate and embarrassing it may seem like, the right, more it's something more that it actually that just other people can relate to. I mean, we don't yeah. want you know we, we who of us sits at home feeling. Like listening to podcasts because we feel perfect, you know. We we feel right. like no, all yeah. of us right. <laughs> are the same, right? Right, we're all the same. And the thing about songs and children that's similar is, um, as a songwriter who's also a parent, yeah. Um, the there's this feeling of like the song like comes through you. You sort of channel it, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, Khalil Gibran said like your children they don't come from you; they come through you. And like when you're a parent and you see how like totally different what you've made is like it's just I, my child has nothing to do with me nothing like she is just here on her own journey completely and um i was it, thinking of that because it always i you know it's nice to try to see your songs in the same light like let them be what they are and oh yeah i like that and um and in terms of like what you were saying about your art and doing the podcast and like versus like having a child, the thing about having a child that you don't think about until you have one is you could lose them. Yeah. Yeah. And so this like idea of like I can't even imagine. No, I would drive. That's I can't. That's the part I can't even like. Uh, yeah. And it's such a dark thought, but it's like it's. There, I think people have this idea in their head that, like, if I have children, then I, I don't know, I don't kind of help me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just made me think of um, this movie. I, that's, and it's not the movie itself isn't connected, but um, it's a movie called Croupier. Did oh yeah, you, did you guys see it? The original. That was the Clive Owen, the yeah. first Clive Owen. Um, hang on picture. tightly, let go lightly. Hang on. I've. Thank you. I've been trying to remember that line. It's good. Hang right? on tightly, let go lightly. Yes. Yes. That's a great that's a great thing to think of. Oh. Um 
Well, gosh, thank, uh, Leslie, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You should be on the radio. You got a great speaking voice. I yeah, like you listening do. Listening to you talk. Thank and you very much. and she and she knows how to like. She's the only person who hasn't been <laughs> need to be told to get on the mic. All the ah, yeah. see. And I'm curious. Did you hear Flatterers. that Khalil uh, Gibran yeah. had been quoted earlier in the show? No. Yeah, no, Madison. I miss that. Quoted him. That's so weird. So, oh my God. Uh, what did she say? What did she say? About, I mean, she yeah. read a little snippet of a poem for her question, for her answer, right? Yeah. Yeah, to explain the answer about sorrow. You'll have to, you know what? You'll, you and the listeners will just have to tune in, check mm-hmm. out that, uh, that segment will. of the Radio 8 Ball. Yeah, that's a good one. And hear it. Yeah. I love Madison. Isn't she crazy talented? Yeah. Truly. Yeah. Just a love She's only 21 too. years old. It's all love. It's all there is. I know. <laughs> Being 21 is great, isn't it? It looks pretty good for her. I, I, you know, looked, I, I don't think it I had pretty it pretty cool on you, but she, She's so much more together than I was. At least that's the image I get. That's my. Yeah, well, we've already established that <laughs> people don't look like they don't. Yeah, that's true. That when you're that age, you're not putting, you the, you're showing to the world is not what's going on behind, which is part of what's great about being 21. Anyway, not like we shouldn't be talking about other people when they're not here. Other than, I guess we're saying you all nice things. That little thing. Yeah. yeah. We're all saying I mean, nice things. Go on. You are. So you have, you just yeah, gave I have a, something scandalous to say. Oh. Well, I just. I just like it occurred to me like why I got onto the self improvement thing. Yeah. Because of all the sexual harassment allegations. Against you? No, but just because <laughs> in general that's what got me on the kick. Interesting. Is it what because why? Because I was sexually harassed. Oh. Like so many. Right. Um, uh, it's it's weird when you as a yeah. woman when you're just like the validation. Is, isn't this just how we live our lives in defense of our bodies. Yeah, it's a little scary to say it in this environment because it's not something that I've ever, you know, I haven't done any Facebook posts or anything. Or yeah, just me one me too, me too hashtag one day. Yeah. I, I think I deleted a, that. It was, you know? yeah. was that a big deal? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wasn't even able to do that. And I, and I have some stories too. Yeah. And some of the people that harassed me have been in the news. And it's been really interesting and scary to see whoa and it really brought up a lot of my of the damage it did to me and the yeah. way it altered my path whoa. at a very vulnerable age mm-hmm. and i based some choices because of what happened yeah and it's really like i don't know it's interesting because we were talking about louis ck too and i knew those friends and i didn't even realize i yeah but no it's so weird and we both have daughters and yeah, all, you know, when you have kids and you see like how free and open and unashamed they are. <laughs> yeah. And then as the mom, I'm going, protect your body. You need to understand. It's too bad. I have to tell you this, but you have to grow up and know how to protect your physical self. Well, I mean, it's just... amazing advice. And not oh. and just from what we were talking about earlier about tra- like past, like generational trauma as Jews mm-hmm. and that. Well, now and now it's this other now this like we're seeing that generational multi generational trauma come out. It's like that's what we're talking about this cultural moment that you you as mothers are teaching this to your daughters while 
dealing with your own stuff and having this pop up around, oh, wow, here, here, here. Oh, it's not just me. It's this is the sea that we've all been swimming in. Um, and you know, I, I don't even want to take up any of the space with this, but I can say that I have my own stories of relating to either through being friends with people who this was happening to and I didn't know how to deal with it. And then things that happened to me that are that are similar, but and and very different uh, because it's not constant. The things that have happened to me have been blips that have happened in my life as opposed to things that you have to deal with on a daily basis as women. Um, so it's just yeah, it's it's incredibly powerful and going to this that that's to understand that that's the underpinning of this question. It makes me well, what it makes me think is that this person to be good to is you. Like yeah. Even though sure. you put the, it out there it's like how can we be more for the people in our lives? Me as the host here wants to just fully reflect this song and this question back onto you of like how can you the best way that you can be good to anyone is to just be really good to you be really yeah. good to you yeah love it yeah <laughs> wow this i thank you thank you both for for sharing this for for bringing that into the space and and trusting me enough to bring it up i i'm very honored and moved Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. That's the Radio 8 ball. We all left leave with the, some tears in our eyes. Yeah. yeah. Heavy uh, shit. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Show.